You know, when we read this passage, it talks about brother will be against father and parents against children. And I think, unfortunately, we are seeing that. But let us not despair. These are prophesized by our Lord. We're seeing it no more than I think ever in our current society. Parents writing to me all the time about their children not practicing their faith or criticizing our church for being hateful or discriminatory or in many cases not celebrating, for instance, June is Pride Month, not realizing that June is the month to celebrate the Sacred Heart. Now we continue with that with July. July's connection with the Sacred Heart is through Divine Mercy. Because in Divine Mercy image, we see the pouring out of the precious blood coming from where? The Sacred Heart. So it makes perfect sense that we celebrate the Sacred Heart in June and dedicate that month to the Sacred Heart. But now in July, we celebrate that what comes from the Sacred Heart the precious blood. You know, there are many devotions in the church, and you've heard me bring up just a few. There are hundreds, if not thousands, but you're going to hear me only focus on four. Now, those are so critical. All devotions are good. Saint Devotion to St. Therese is good. I love St. Therese. But the devotions to Christ and our salvation are paramount. All the others don't, you know, don't think they're not good. They're hugely important. But you've got the devotions of the sacred heart with the first Fridays, the immaculate heart with the first Saturdays, divine mercy that brings it together, which you've heard me talk about dozens of times, and the precious blood. All of this enraptures our salvation. The precious blood is critical. And this month of July is dedicated it because July 1st on the old calendar used to be the feast of the most precious blood of our Savior. Why they combined it and put it just now into Corpus Christi, which is the body and blood? Eh. Let's not forget that Christ separated on the cross the body and the blood. But there's a purpose. They will be reunited in the resurrection, and they were. We have with us two beautiful sisters from Vietnam, Sister Lin and Sister Nock, who are from the Sisters of the Lovers of the Holy Cross. It is on the cross that that blood was shed, and that precious blood is why we are here. We worship it because people say, well, Father, why are you worshiping an element? No, it's Christ himself. This is not just an element. To the Jews, blood was viewed as the main symbol of life the core of the being, because when the being, uh, when blood was shed, they could see the life was, was gone. When, when the blood was shed in any living being, man, man or animal, the life was gone. And so we have in this an understanding of the importance. Now, you've heard me say, why did Jesus die on the cross? Well, he loves us, Father. Yes, but he could have loved us from heaven to forgive our sins, Father. Yes, but he could have forgiven our sins from heaven. A big reason he died on the cross is that sin is so serious. The penalty is death. When you or I sin, we deserve to die. We deserve the death penalty. So Jesus took our place. So the blood that had to be shed in atonement for that sin was the sacrifice. This is the huge missing aspect of our Protestant brethren. They, along the centuries, have lost the idea of sacrifice. 
as beautiful as music is, and we just heard Anna, beautiful music, as beautiful as it is, as beautiful is, 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 is the other parts of our, 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 our faith, nothing replaces the sacrifice. And God bless our Protestant brothers and sisters, they've lost that sacrifice. They don't see the union of God with man through the sacrifice. This is important. This is what the Mass is. Well, Father, where's it biblical? Well, go all the way back to the Old Testament. Leviticus emphasizes the sacredness of blood through priestly sacrifice. The book of Leviticus, excuse me, Leviticus has this. What does God say in the book of Leviticus? Quote, since the life of a living body is in its blood, I have made you put it on the altar. This is only the Catholic Mass puts the blood on the altar now. 40,000 Christian denominations and one places the blood on the altar. The Catholic Mass. And Jesus says this. I have made you put it on the altar so that atonement may therefore be made for your own lives, for blood makes atonement. That's why in the divine mercy we pray the chaplet. It's about sacrifice and atonement for our sins and the sins of the whole world. It all comes together. In Exodus, Moses then sprinkled blood on the people to ratify the covenant. This is not just uh, symbolic. This is deep meaning. The blood of Christ is precious because it's Christ's own great ransom that he paid for our redemption. The sacrifice of Christ is shedding of his blood on the cross, as I just said, and that sacrifice is going to be renewed here in a few minutes. And you are part of it because God has given you the grace and you responded to that grace. You need both. Father, we're only saved by the grace of God. True, but you've got to respond to the grace of God. And you are, for all of these beautiful people here, all our great Catholics way in the back, you can't see them, and all of you on our live stream. That's what you're here for. Jesus gave his life, his blood, for the sake of all of us, atoning for all sin. Jesus was sent to the cross, as we've said, to take our place. Now, we look upon the blood of Christ, yes, in deep meaning and for our redemption, as we said, this price, though, helps us realize how evil sin is. And this is why the world telling you today, oh, just do what feels good. Oh, God's so merciful. Don't fall into presumption, false mercy. God's mercy allows us to get up after we go to confession, after we come to mass, be purified, sanctified, redeemed. It doesn't mean you can go do whatever you want. That's false. That's not what we're talking about. This death that Christ gave us on the cross, now through resurrection, brings life. Blood then is reunited and he brings life. The precious blood, therefore, is a call to repentance. That's why I chose Friday to do it, in July. This is critical. This is the first step on your way to heaven. You want to get to heaven? It starts with repentance and, and, and asking God for forgiveness. The very A of the ABCs of mercy. A, ask for God's mercy and forgiveness. 
This falseness that we have to sacrifice the truth of our faith and false ecumenism is killing us. We have to stand for the truth that only the truth is found on the sacrifice of this altar. Whether or not somebody likes that or not, this is the way God gave us. And so this is what we have to understand. It came from Christ. So one drop of this precious blood is enough to save the world. Jesus taught that we must drink his blood or we have no life in us. John 6, 53 through 56. Now, people often ask about the blood being separated from the body. Well, didn't you just say, Father, that means death and blood separated is just substance. It doesn't have any power. Aha. Blood is the very essence of the human. You want to know more about the DNA of a human being than anything else? Go to your blood. When people test you at the doctor's office for disease or sickness or, or chromosomal analysis, what do they take from you? Your blood. Not your saliva, your blood. Your blood is who you are. That's the purpose of the incarnation. Because the blood of Jesus is who he is. Who is Jesus? Now, the purpose of the incarnation, we know this was to heal broken human nature, right? Okay, after the fall, we got broken. Jesus came, second person of the Trinity came, became Jesus to redeem us. Now, here's what's important. In some, uh, and I think this is what we're missing today, even amongst Catholics. How in the world can only 25% of Catholics believe in the real presence is beyond me. When you understand what the teaching is going all the way back to the Old Testament, going back to the Garden of Eden, you will not doubt. If some part of our broken human nature was not included in the incarnation, then God's redemption would be incomplete. So he had to have fullness of humanity. This is critical. Now, the mystery of the incarnation is the hypostatic union. Divinity meets humanity. Okay, so what is humanity? What is divinity? Okay, humanity is body, blood, and soul. As a human, you have a body. What makes you alive is your soul, and what pumps that life through you is your blood. So that's why that humanity, body, blood, and soul, meets the divinity of God. That's why you always hear we say that the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, that's his humanity, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Humanity, divinity. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. When you receive Holy Communion, you are being part of the union of, the, of, of God with man. In his body, blood, and soul, it's his humanity. In his divinity, he is God. Bring them together, we have the Eucharist. We have the precious blood. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. God and man. And you get it as much in the precious blood as you do the consecrated host. Well, Father, I want to receive the precious blood. I do too. I mean, I have to. I'm, I'm a priest. And I asked Father Kaz today if we could have permission to distribute the precious blood. My understanding, and I'm not sure, but uh, the bishop has still not yet approved that, and I'm sure he will soon. We have a great new bishop. We have people in the diocese working with the bishop. Beautiful things are happening. But right now I'm not able to distribute under the two species, even though I would greatly desire that. It's okay because the, the Eucharist, the host, has the full body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's all in the Eucharist, just like it's all in the precious blood.
All right, I know I'm running late, but this is so important. This is our whole faith. All right, now, <clears throat> Jesus came to heal the disorder of our souls. We as humans are broken in our thinking, our intellect, our actions, our will, and our emotions. We are broken in all of those. Now, Jesus took then the form of a human soul. So that way, he's human. He's body and blood. But then, he took the soul. So he's both physical and spiritual. That is who we are. We're in the image of God. So having these two forms of the Eucharist is a reminder of Jesus' death when his body was separated from his blood. Well, Father, if they both contain a both, why do we have both? Because on the cross, Jesus separated the body from the blood to show us the sacrifice has been paid. The blood has been shed. But then in the resurrection, they come back together. That's why they're back together in the Eucharist. That's why I separate the body from the blood at consecration, but then I take a piece of the host and I place it back into the chalice. The body is reunited with the blood. This is what we have in the Eucharist. This is what the church teaches, and this is what Christ taught. And in fact, this is what the Old Testament taught. This is who we are. This is why we're Catholic. The bishops, please pray for them. They're meeting, they're coming together. I've heard some good reports yesterday of some statement that will be coming out. I, I don't know all the details. I haven't had time to read the news, but pray for our bishops that they will defend this Eucharist. With Jesus, this is everything. And you know, you've heard me say one of my favorite quotes from a saint is St. John Chrysostom. Listen to this. I, I, I've, I've said it a couple times before, but it is so powerful. The angel of death, he said, this is John Chrysostom talking. The angel of death fled when he saw the sacrificial blood of the Old Testament priests sprinkled on the doorposts of believers. He said, how much more will the devil flee when he sees the true blood from the true high priest, not symbolic blood of a lamb, the true blood of our Savior, on your lips, the doorposts to your soul. So you think about it. The Old Testament, what is Passover? Passover was when the angel of death passed over the houses where he saw the blood sprinkled over the doorposts of the homes of believers. And the angel passed over it. St. John Chrysostom is saying, how much more if the angel of death passed over a house with lamb's blood, is the angel of death going to pass over you when he sees the true blood of the true lamb, not a sacrificial symbolic lamb, but the lamb sprinkled upon the doorposts of your soul? That's incredible. That's amazing. And that is our faith. You know, it's interesting because that is the temple of Christ, your soul. You know, seven times it says in the Bible, Christ spilled his blood. Did you realize that? Seven times. 
This isn't just at the end on the cross where Jesus spilled his blood. Jesus spilled his blood during the circumcision when he was eight days old. That's the covenant. During his agony in the garden in Gethsemane, he sweat and his sweat turned to blood. The scourging at the pillar, the crowning with thorns, the way of the cross where St. Bernard of Clairvaux had a vision that Jesus said his worst wound carrying the cross was on his shoulder. We don't know that, but St. Bernard of Clairvaux said it was revealed to him that Jesus said the worst wound I had carrying my cross was on my shoulder. It tore open his shoulder and blood poured from his shoulder. So he shed blood on the, on the passion, on the way to the cross, then at the crucifixion, and then at the piercing of his side. What happened? The blood and the water poured out. We have now culmination of all the times Christ shed blood, now in the divine mercy. Because that image of the divine mercy is Christ shedding, pouring the blood upon us, the blood and the water which came out of his side. That's the whole meaning. I don't know if Brother Mark can show the image, but the image of divine mercy, that's why it, all of salvation history is culminated in divine mercy. Because in that image, we see the result of all Jesus went through for paying our debt, redeeming us, pouring out the precious blood on the cross, which came from the heart, because even though he was pierced in the side, the spear went through the chest, pierced his heart, and the blood and water came from his heart. That's the sacred heart. So the sacred heart devotion is connected with divine mercy, which is connected with the precious blood, and it is all through the mantle of Mary. These are the big four. These are the four that I keep teaching you. Sacred heart first Fridays, immaculate heart first Saturdays, divine mercy, and precious blood. You want to know what devotions to follow? Those are the devotions to follow. All the others are good, but these are special. Now, in the greatest of all of these, divine mercy, well, links to the precious blood. His humanity and blood are worthy of our adoration. Jesus said, place yourself in my rays of blood and water because this unites Jesus, his humanity, with his divinity. And that's why we venerate the wounds of our Lord and the precious blood from his heart. Now, to finish our sinful nature, has separated us from God's holy presence. But it is only through Jesus and this sacrifice on this altar that we are reunited, Recti uh, reconciliation. The cross, we are washed away from sin and brought back to the Father. You've heard me say all comes from the Father, all will return to the Father. So through Christ, we can now go back into the presence of the Father and praise and worship him. And we're going to do that right now at the Mass. So thank you for your patience because this is so critical. This is only the few minutes a week I get to express to you what is so incredible about our faith. Father, where is this in the Bible? Where is this in the Bible? I don't see that the Eucharist and precious blood is in the Bible. Aha, it rances us from death, Revelation 5, 9. It frees us from sin and is foreshadowed by animal sacrifices in the Old Testament. Hebrews 9, 11 through 28. 13, 12, 1 John 1, 7, Revelation 1, 5, Revelation 7, 14. It redeems us and justifies us. Acts of the Apostles, 20, 28, Romans 3, 25, Romans 5, 9, Ephesians 1, 7, 1 Peter 1, 18 through 19. It reconciles us to God. I'm talking about the precious blood here. All of this is the precious blood. 
It reconciles us to God. Ephesians, second chapter, verse 13. Colossians, first chapter, verse 14. It equips us for our mission in life. Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 20, 21. And it empowers us to conquer Satan. Revelation 12, verse 11. And most of all, it brings us to eternal life. The entire sixth chapter of the Gospel of John. We have been given everything right here. Praise be to God that you have responded to that grace to come now and receive salvation. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.